Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 123 of the Peak of Serenity podcast. I am, once again, one of your hosts, Emilson. And joining me, we have my co-host, Namali. Hello! And uh, this week, not a whole lot of alpha news, I don't think. Um, So, we do have Faded Sanctum of Domination. Yes. That's been been an adventure. Um, And then... Uh, nine point two point seven. The 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 auction house patch basically is yep. coming on Tuesday, uh, and there is still a little bit of alpha stuff. We've got some data mined uh, spells that we think are monk talents. Heck yeah! So more than just the brewmaster ones that we talked about last time. Yep, yep. Uh, but yeah, before we get into all that, how's your raid weekend? Um. How was how was being back in Sanctum? It was uh, it was significantly easier than Nathria, and I don't know if that's just because the raid is easier or just we it's like fresher in our minds. But no, we um we only did you know I think we're only on that faded raid kick, so we only did Sanctum this week, and yeah. we ended up going. Well, we got everything on Mythic down, but Painsmith and Sylvanas, um. So nice. went, so went eight, eight out of ten uh, there, um, which was uh, which was like a decent, decent raid. I mean, like the first half was a joke. I think um, we sort of steamrolled through um, everything. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we also cleared heroic. So we, steam- we basically steamrolled everything on mythic until painsmith, and then skipped painsmith. Uh, went to Solid guardian. Choice. Yeah, went to guardian, which guardian was still like an hour and a half. I think of progress. Really? Like, yeah. So we actually, I guess, sorry to interrupt, but we also right. did Guardian. We actually went Terragru, used the skip immediately, and okay. went to Guardian. Um, and I don't think we spent that long, but it did take us like 10 pulls. Um, we we yeah. had a number of pulls on it, and it was a lot of like, oh, I used my ice block on accident. Now we can't do the immune soaks, or yeah. just like people missing the pillar with their their soak circles. Yeah, we, we wiped a bunch of that. It's funny. We actually wiped the most, though, to the Enrage. Uh, and primarily because we were only getting one faded effects or one one of the faded things. So we'd get the first one, uh, and I guess it's the Dispel one, so you Dispel on the three circles drop, right? Right. So we'd get the first one, and he'd never cast it again. <laughs> what is wrong <laughs> with your raid group? I have, I have no idea. That's the second week in a row what's your guild i'm looking it up now what's your guild name <laughs> silently uncouth i don't so like and it was a well to be fair it was a known known bug so i mean we talk about it a little bit but um there was a hot fix where they where blizzard said they adjusted okay. some of the timings of faded affixes oh and but to be fair it. yeah to be fair guardian was only casting it once for us and it was pretty we had talked to a bunch of other guilds that were that had killed it at the time and it was pretty universal i think on tuesday and maybe even into wednesday a little bit where Guardian was only casting the initial one and then never casting again. Um, That's wild. We were also five healing it, which, you know, was was interesting. Um, But yeah, it was, uh, we wiped a lot to the Enrage, more than anything. I think we wiped probably like four or five times getting, which was the most out of all of them. But it was, I mean, overall though, it was was fine. It was like fine progressing. Like there, nobody was really getting frustrated or upset. It was more of just like a like, 
if this would have been if that was the boss we fought the first time, that would have been a decent. I mean, it still would have been a short boss, but it would have been a better right. experience than like I think we the first time we pulled it, we killed it, or the first time we killed it was like four pulls in or something ridiculous. Like yeah, back when Sanctum was was the current content. So yeah, um, they got that down. Didn't actually pull Sylvanas on Mythic. Basically, went back to heroic and cleared everything on heroic. Yeah, we're not um, doing Sylvanas on Mythic, even if yeah. like, it's just right now. It's not worth the time. Um, yeah, we we so what we did is we did uh, KT and Sylvanas heroic in main raid, yeah. um, and then we went and did you know Terragru, skip to Guardian, and they went and pulled Kel'Thuzad. And Kel'Thuzad actually, I really wish they had gutted that boss. <laughs> or not, you know, not the whole boss, because a lot of it's fine. I wish that they had gutted the thing where the Banshees become, like, kick immune and do a bajillion percent increased damage when you don't push at exactly the same time. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Like it's so frustrating. That's that's what we primarily were were wiping to. Yeah. Um, the other thing we were running into is actually, uh, I I wouldn't call it really a damage check, but lack of prior damage on Kel'Thuzad in the second, specifically the second uh, main phase. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. were like reaching. We were either pushing right after tank ad spawns which is pretty dicey um or getting into the blizzard trying to finish off the last of the tank ads by like stopping dps and going and, and killing the tank ads. so it was like we needed to figure out a little bit more damage there and we started getting it more later we got we did not actually kill it friday yeah but it shouldn't take us too long to knock it out tonight and then we'll be going back and just doing the early bosses um probably not like if everything goes well We'll probably spend some time on Painsmith. Yeah. But it's not like basically for a lot of girls, what it seemed like this week is you you picked whether to spend time on Kel'Thuzad or to spend time on Painsmith. Right. And yeah. um, there are not a whole lot of guilds that did both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we because when we when we were when we were doing Guardian, because like we we followed nerfed a lot and sort of like what their strategy is, and um, and uh, yeah, we watched them basically wipe to Painsmith for the exact amount of time we wiped to Guardian on. <laughs> so like it was uh it was pretty much like in lockstep with like yeah you p- basically picked what what you wanted to sort of progress on so, yeah. um, but yeah no it was uh it was I mean it was fun to go back to Sanctum like I like. I think Sanctum gets generally a bad rap, but even like the earlier bosses are not terrible to reprogress. Like, yeah. you know, Soul Render wasn't bad. Um, we wiped a little bit the Soul Render, um, maybe like once or twice. Um, the just uh, like the ad, like just ad management was like the issue. Like just getting back in the yeah. ball, like where you DPS and, and where you put your damage. And then Nerzul, we wiped a couple times, primarily to just like terrible pushes yeah like to, and what we wiped on farm shoes it was the same thing yeah like either pushing at the wrong time or like yeah or like not doing enough damage you know so it was uh i think actually funnily enough i think remnant benefits from it being on like this once per three weeks rotation because yeah. it's not gonna you're not gonna be dealing with it the push timers being like different in important ways every single week 
Yeah. It's going to be like, you go in, you haven't done this boss in like a year. Yeah. And so it's not really surprising that the push timers are going to take a little bit of getting used to. You might have some really shitty ones, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. And our tanks sort of remembering how awful the movement is by the boss was always fun. So we missed a couple yeah. orbs, like just because they're like, yeah, you, know, you have to move right away or the boss doesn't move in time. And then like you miss the, the frontal. So, yeah, that was um. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a bad raid week. Like, I, I, I don't mind Sanctum. Um, it was fun. Like, we, uh, the worst part about the entire night was when we did Heroic really late on Tuesday. And we did what you did, which we basically did. We, we went, we did Mythic up until, like, we had been wiping, like, to Guardian for a little bit. And, uh, or eventually killed Guardian. Then we had about a half hour left. So we went and killed Kel'Thuzad and um, Sylvanas on Heroic. Right. We did Sylvanas, the first pull literally got to the final platform and forgot about the dispels for the fury and, and wiped. died. Yes. At 14 and a half minutes into this fire, whatever it is, like 13 yeah. minutes in. And I'm just like, like our first time, like so we, I, I think we only had two pulls on, on heroic Sylvanas, but the first pull was reaching phase three, you know, we're 10 minutes into the fight. Yeah. And then just people like gobble up the puddles. They just oh, like, yeah. do not respect the puddles because it's like, Oh, we have a master spell. Not everybody no, no. got hit with that master spell. Yeah. Uh, yeah so we like, lost like eight people immediately in the phase and then <laughs> limped along for a little bit longer and then just ran out of healers. So we literally were unable to dispel the tanks. So gotcha. well, we just died. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, uh, that was an experience. We, I mean, we'd also kill, like we killed it the next attempt. So it was only, only two pulls on Sylvanas, but yeah, it was, uh, it was funny. Like that was dying there like 14 minutes in. So but it was nice. Yeah. It was nice to go back. So um, none think, of the affixes. Or sorry. I think uh, the other thing about Sanctum for us is that we have a lot more people that were A, in my raid team for Sanctum. So they've done these bosses with us before. And B, have actually done Sanctum because we have a bunch of people like one of our tanks never did cast an after you. The other gotcha. tank did not do the last three bosses of, of Castle Nathria. So it's like Sanctum, though, they've both full cleared it in their current roles. Um, yeah. So that's smooth things out a little bit. Um, Kel'Thuzad still sucks. I think <laughs> Kel'Thuzad is just a big pile of ass. Um, yeah. Speaking of the affixes, though, um, the shield affix is actually really nice on Kel'Thuzad. Oh, um, if you can time it? Yeah. Uh, we actually, I did some looking yesterday to figure out how it really works because we were actually like having people swap to the like protoform barrier ad that spawns, mm -hmm. but you don't have to do that. Right. Yeah. You can, you keep, can just, yeah. you can just damage anything. So what we were doing though is um, waiting for the tank ads to spawn, dispelling the barrier. So it applies to all the tank ads and then just killing the barrier. And what that does, the tank ads have about 300,000 health and they take 200,000 damage yeah. from the barrier backlash. So you just like all of the tank ads just get, you know, two thirds of their health erased from that. Um, yeah. And now knowing that we don't have to actually swap to the protoform barrier ad means that we're going to get, I think, just a bunch of free damage off of that because like people putting dots and things on the boss get to keep them on the boss. Right. Uh, yeah. And then we can clean up the tank ads after that. You get the follow-on damage, yeah, yeah. That was, um, I think, yeah. Our, our we had found, like we did that. I think it's the 
during the second phase, there's a really good lineup. And even at the end of like, I think the first one. Um, so yeah, that's what we had been doing just to sort of, yeah, keep the tank heads under controls control. Uh, but we still, I mean, we still wiped to the whole push thing. We actually wiped probably more to like damage balancing things. So like yeah. essentially like having enough damage below because like all of our timings were different. Like our paladin doesn't play Ashen anymore. And like, you know, he yeah. was in going down. So it's like we lose like the third time down or sorry, the second time down a ton of damage. Um, we rotated like druids, like, you know, their ramps in and out. So yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it was definitely a little bit of a prog. I mean, the, the prog though, isn't, I thought I would be more upset, not more upset, but more annoyed at the wiping. But to be fair, it's not, it's not that bad because like the, like where you wipe, or when we do wipe, there's it's very clear, okay, this is what we screwed up and this is what we need to yeah. change. Versus like original progression was like either th- we know what we need to do and this is like the 10th time we wipe to this thing and now everybody's sort of frustrated or it's yeah. like we're still figuring out stuff. So um, no, think, it's, not, it's not been bad. I think generally agree with that. Um, we wiped more on Guardian than I would have liked. Like yeah. we just wiped to silly stuff because like we had pull two we hit the end of the like we hit the enrage but it wasn't the real enrage it was the enrage because we missed like four of the threat neutralizations on the pillars gotcha early on in the fight so it was like a minute before it was supposed to be and the boss had 10 percent health left uh when we wiped so it's like okay we can clearly do this let's just like get those things on the on the pillars and then we're good to go and then like eight wipes later (laughs) finally yeah we, we finally actually did it. It is just like eight real quick, like minute long. Oh, uh, oops, I pressed ice block or, you know, oh, we missed two of the things on the first pylon or stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so. that's, yeah, we had a, we had a couple of those and those are like, once we learned the dance, like once we went through it, like every time you missed a pillar, we just wiped it. So like, no matter where it was, yeah. it was just like, if you miss, we just wipe, like play better. It's like sort yeah. of how we handled it. So yeah, we, we basically reached that point um if we miss something on the first pillar in particular it was just insta wipe just don't even try because it screws up everything else for the rest of the fight yeah Uh, and then kelthazad is just like i was not expecting to wipe to the damage check in the main phase like Uh reaching the blizzard at all was kind of surprising but i think we were also actually like throwing away a bunch of damage by hard swapping to the protoform barrier (laughs) yeah yeah so i think fixing that you're just gonna fix a lot of issues, and then we have a couple of other like people are swapping covenants and things. So our hunters, we went in and like our strat for the down phase was three hunters with wild spirits, a feral druid, and that's it. Nice. Um, turns out the feral druid is like actually just crushing it, just <laughs> like double anybody else's damage to it, Jesus. and the wild spirits are not actually getting a ton of value from it. Like the wild spirits is is there. For sure, but right. it's like a third of the value they would get from a wild spirits where they get to like plant in their dreamweaver thing. Uh-huh. If they were doing it in the main phase. So we're taking some wild spirits off of that. And like the hunters are going down, they're playing Venthyr this time and gonna yeah. like a little bit less down phase damage and a lot more upstairs damage. Nice. Nice. That's cool. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. Hopefully you get it. I mean, you should get it through it tonight. That'll be easy. And then yeah, clean up the, the and lower we'll just half. Go back. Yeah, and do the lower yeah. half. Yeah, one thing I would tell you, I learned this today, or this week, was that Revival dispels the Creation Spark debuffs. Yes, it does. Um, and I did it on the 9 as while the, they purple were the Purple so- Soaks. While the Purple Soaks yeah. are coming out. 
as we were moving away from a big shield because like we had taken, I think a meteor hit or something, some sort of, yeah. and like just instinctively hit revival. And then like my raid, there was like, what the hell? I'm like, uh, revival to spell set. My bad guys. <laughs> Luckily we were yep. able to soak it all, but I was just like my Oops. fault, my fault there. So yeah, I was, uh, some of the moment. soak ones are kind of troll. Like it's really hard actually to find time to do the soaks on guardian. Yeah, um, yeah, we would. Yeah, we did time it because you have to time it between like the tank soak mechanic and then and the threat situations. Would, yeah, what, yeah. What we had happen is um, if you just spell during threat neutralizations, uh, basically the the circles can like spawn around. It seems like anybody in the raid. So if the whole raid is stacked, yeah. it's fairly tight. But we had one where it one of the circles went out past the pylon because there was somebody still out there like they had just finished doing their mechanic yeah. if we dispelled it like two seconds sooner they would have had to choose between not soaking the things or the whole raid gets the dot yeah or putting the the threat neutralization on the pillar and like we we were able, we survived that one but it was like wow <laughs> we got to be yeah. careful about that because we can we can screw ourselves with that no, yeah, that's uh, I didn't. Yeah, that's scary. We had a, we had a couple that would they wouldn't spawn that far, but we were dispelling. I mean, we only got one set of it, but like that first one, there's such a time, there's such a short time between you having to dispel after the tank soak, and then those threat neutral neutralizations go out. And we had a couple where like the circle would be in the main circle from one of the threat neutralizations, so it's just like, well, we either soak it and take like somebody might die, or like, um, yeah. Or that, yeah, just screwed up. So we had to like get the timing down almost like split second perfect to, to yeah. make him go off. But but yeah, like um, the soaks on the nine don't seem pleasant either with the all the other stuff no. that forces movement. Yeah, it's it's there's like and plus like with dispels, like we were we ran into a couple issues where we dispelled the debuffs and then the other debuff, the other like four person debuff you have to dispel off. Right. Would come out and then it's like you're now people are waiting out like at range, like our melee are getting upset with us. I'm like, we're sorry, like <laughs> Like two people don't have to spell, so two of you have to sit there for a little bit. So um, yeah, yeah, it was a uh, it was fun though to go back. I mean, Sanctum was was a fine raid. I think like the, the fights were fine. Other, I mean, other than Savannah's being like fourteen years long and and Painsmith being what it is on heroic, um, it's not bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah, so. I don't. Yeah, I I'm looking forward to going back and doing the the front half of the raid. I. Yeah. Um, would be very happy if they just like this afternoon were to put in a little hot fix and just like gun and kill the Zod, you know? Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. maybe. Um, that's my like. I I really still don't like Keltazad. I'm really glad we have no plans to do Fate Scribe this week. Basically, like if we yeah. have time, like I I almost think we would do. I mean, if. If we have time, we'll probably pull it because it's going to take fewer pulls than right. doing Painsmith. Yeah. But yeah. I would rather do Paints. I would rather go and pull Painsmith and not kill it personally than do Fate Scribe and kill it. Unless we like one shot it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. So um well cool. I guess I mean that's sort of the raid week. I mean, Faded was it's it's fun to go back. We have what? uh sepulcher up next so yeah that's gonna be weird so we we talked about doing like going back and doing sepulcher for mounts this week and it ended up not materializing um but next week is gonna be really weird 
doing like faded sepulcher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see. We we'll see what the affixes are. It'll be. I'm. I'm curious as to what Holandris's affix is going to be, and oh, um, man. and what actually what Rigalons will be, because like if I, Rigalons, I, I bet Rigalons the, the soak circles. I bet it's the soak that, circles. That's the one that I was not. That's that's the one that would be the worst. That would be awful. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. Was that it being the soak uh, circles? But. So Rigalons going to get the soak circles because that would suck. Uh, Jailer's going to get the kick one. So that you have oh, to like God. be careful not to kick it before you have to line of sight. That's gonna be great. Uh we're gonna get on <laughs> on Lords of Dread. We're going to get oh man, which, which one? We're gonna get chaotic modes, and the first one's gonna be during the first swarm. So oh just to completely God. disconnect your raid from the game. Great. Before the damage like get the damage amp after the actual damage amp phase. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, and also just have a lag fiesta from all of the modes being out while you're doing your bloodlust with CDs on the on the swarm. Yeah, oh, that'd be terrible. Uh, and then let's see, Anduin's gonna have the dispels, and it's gonna come up during the intermission as well. And even better, you'll get dispels, and like one person will be downstairs, and the other person will be upstairs. Oh and... no! So it'll be split. Oh. Yeah. Dude, those sound terrible. Those sound terrible. Yeah, I mean, ugh. Yeah. hopefully I, it's I, not that I hope bad. I'm wrong on all counts. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Gosh, that's funny. Um. Well, cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll we'll see for next week what the how it goes. Even. I mean, I'm a little nervous about actually rating with, with this patch timing, but we'll we'll talk about that. Oh yeah. Uh, actually. Uh. Yeah. We can hit a couple of the news items and then jump into stuff about 9.2.7 yeah so there's really only one new news item i really wanted to hit on and it's not monk related but it's just it's in general wowhead related so like the idea here is it or so the post went up that wowhead's now recruiting for their invoker guide writer positions um and this is sort of my time to be like if you enjoy writing about a class and you think invoker is going to be a cool class to play with i'd suggest sort of getting involved in this it's super fun um, you get to like get yelled at by a bunch of people in comments and, and told you're an idiot. You no, know, every time you write something, so um, it's a cool thing. But um, but no, just in general, I mean, like Wildhide's recruiting their writers, which generally will mean we'll see a bunch of Invoker stuff starting to come out content-wise from them, you know, guides and things like that. So um, that is up there. And to be fair, since it's open to everyone, potentially some positions with some of the other class guides. If you play one of the other classes, maybe. Maybe a monk writer gets picked to write the new preservation guide, and there's a misweaver position open. So we'll see. Are you switching to Evoker for no, Dragonflight? No, not me. No, not at all. Um, but no, in any event, like wow, it's got their post up. It, it generally this means that like we're getting more and more. Hopefully, this means that we're starting to open up alpha. Right, we get maybe into some beta phase soon. Yeah, actually, I have, next few weeks. I have not actually been on alpha in like a couple weeks because I've been so busy with like trying to do season four. So. Okay. Yeah. The Valor. I'm really enjoying not, Susan 4. Yeah. I mean, Valor being uncapped on the one hand is pretty nice. On the other hand, like people are going ham in keys. And so, like, to oh, keep yeah. up with people in my guild, I'm like, okay, I think I've done 10, 12 more keys this week. Like, I'm, at, I'm actually about the yet. same. Yeah. Yeah. I finished yeah. off, uh, not last night, but. Thursday night, I finished off the last... What week is it? It's Fortified Week, right? Yeah. I finished off the last Fortified key I need. Um, yeah. 
So now I'm like, I missed one or two tyrannical keys. <laughs> I am so. still, I only, I think I have six, no, five fortified keys that I haven't done because oh, wow. a bunch of my keys this week were helping somebody grind Gambit for a staff because there's only two staffs that drop from keys right now, uh, the end staves. Yeah, yeah. And it's Gambit and like Iron Docks, and Gambit is infinitely easier, and also the staff is better for them. So we just like did four or five Gambits. Nice. Yeah, I've lived in a workshop this week, basically. Um, yeah. Of like the you know twelve or thirteen keys I've done, over half of them have been workshop because I need the I need the other ring. Fortunately, oh yeah. So. I have that one. I am missing the one from Junkyard, and everybody is in like the opposite boat for me. They're all like, okay, we need workshop for the the haste ring. And I'm like, I need one of the ones that turns it on because yeah. I've got the haste ring. The one that is like the, you know, there's the if then ring pairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got the then that got gives the you haste, yeah. which if you're expecting me to be Brewmaster, I'm sorry to disappoint. I'm playing Mage this season. So yeah. that one's actually good for me. Um, it is not good for Brewmaster. Don't use it. Um, and I need an if that turns it on. I actually got an if. It's Which, when you use an ability below 50% health. Oh, no. Yeah. That one's not that one's not too bad for healers. But yeah, for, for DPS, that sounds awful. It's, so. it's really not very good, especially because um, it, the stats on the, the if rings are really bad for Fire Mage. Yeah. Uh, so you only want to wear it if it turns on the bonus haste from the other ring. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, it's it's something. It, but I have not spent much time on Alpha. Uh, yeah. Which is uh, maybe I try and maybe I try and get a couple of the new dungeons in because there are new dungeons. Not going to talk about them because I haven't done them. Yeah, no, I've I also have been living in keys this week. So between raiding and keys, it's been uh yeah, I mean season four surprisingly, I'll say, is a lot more fun than I thought it would be. I think the uncapped valor helps, and I think the fact that the dungeons are new helps too. So Yeah, I I am very excited for the um prospect of rotating dungeons in Dragonflight. Yeah. Like I think that's gonna be a huge success given how this season is going. Like we've been yeah. in this expansion for fucking ever. Yeah. And just like a rotation of the dungeons. We have two dungeons that we've already done, that we already know, um, and then six that we don't. And that's a different balance than we're going to get in Dragonflight, where it's going to be like actually rotating all eight the first couple yeah. of seasons. But um, it's it's going to be fun. Like, I, yeah, I be... think that's a really big success. Yeah, it'll be nice not to be like, all right, now it's time to go back to Mists for the next four weeks to farm up a trinket right like that'll be the yeah that'll be the uh the cool thing so um so yeah so other than that i guess you know maybe in a couple of weeks we'll do our uh full review of uh of um of like season four how we're feeling after we get like a full faded rotation in yeah but um but yeah no it's uh it's been a uh it's been a good start to the season so yeah, I um, agree. I agree. Before we get into 9.2.7 stuff. Okay. Final thing. Predictions for the severity of nerfs after we get through the first rotation of the raid. Or, you know, either next week or yeah. first rotation of the raid. I um I don't think 
You, you mean like raid wise or like just raid wise? Raid, raid wise. Um, to be fair, I think if I was Blizzard, I would give it one more rotation. And the only reason I say that is that if we're gonna get severe nerfs, it'll be I think after the second full rotation because. The first one, you're sort of gearing up. You're getting to a level of like, okay, here's the level that Blizzard wants you at. Right. Which like, what is what is heroic drop? Like two, 291. Yeah, 291. So like our raid was not 290, even close as we were doing Mythic, right? So you'd want to see what yeah. Mythic looks like at everybody being around 291. So I would say one more, one more rotation of limited nerfs, and then we'll start to see the big like, all right, now you know, Stone Legion Generals falls over when you breathe on them type type nerfs, you know what I mean? Right, right, okay. Because um, I think I, I think the other thing, too, is they'll want to, like, the weird thing about this season is I wonder, I, mean, I well, and that's if they're going to nerf it at all, right? Because I think the other thing from Blizzard's perspective is do they care if you clear all of Mythic, right? Like, do they, like, because at the end of Season 3, there was a push to say, okay, we need to get these guilds through Mythic as fast as possible, you know what I mean? I think they that do one, care, or at least I I think they care about more than have been clearing it, right? Like, gotcha. Last week we had like ten public logs of Denathrius Mythic kills, right? I think I think there's a they don't care about literally everybody getting through Mythic, right? I think yeah. they would. I feel like they probably want more than ten. Yeah, yeah. No, they definitely probably want more than ten. Um, but I don't know if they would care if, like, the top 1,000 guilds. Yeah. Right? You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but, no, we'll see. I mean, I, I think I think we'll see limited stuff as we go into the second rotation. And then if they really want – then at the start of the third rotation will be where they're – where I think Blizzard makes the decision of how fast we want to push people through this. Um, how fast we want to push people through this before Dragonflight drops, right? Yeah. So. Okay, fair. Yeah, uh, we'll I'm see. gonna I'm gonna go a different direction than you. Okay. Uh, I'm calling in the next two weeks fifteen to twenty percent nerfs across the board. Interesting. On top of just I guess on top of just the gear increases too. Right. Like, so basically my reason for that is that um so typically barring stuff like tier sets and legendaries and stuff like that, typically a increase in eye level by ten is about a 10% increase in you know player power in your damage in your healing in your health right and it's just 10% more of what you've got um and so realistically the most you can get outside of doing like clearing mythic is 298 yep so um i did check your clear of mythic guardian you're around 288 289 as a raid team mine we are about 290 so like we're both around that same level um so we're going to be getting about 10 percent stronger yep. max outside of stuff that comes from mythic and neither of our guilds are full clearing mythic although we are getting closer in sanctum yep. than in castle natria so i think that like we like the fact that we're not even touching the end bosses this week yeah um, we're going to get 10% stronger, but I don't think 10% stronger gets us to the point that we're just like killing the end boss very easily. I think it's still going to be a pretty significant challenge for us to full clear the raid instance in a week, then not do it for two weeks and come back and do it again. 
So I think that they're going to give us another another 15% off the top and just like, here you go. Like, just tune it down a little bit. Get yeah. get more people through it. And um, then we will we will gain more power from gear. But like, we have to be reliably full clearing in order to approach the 20% power gain that is that exists in potential. Because yeah. like when we're like 311, 310 eye level, then that's 20% more powerful than we are now. Or more like 25% because it's exponential. But yeah. in order to get there, we have to already be full clearing. So it's like this chicken and egg problem. Right. Be, yeah. Just because of the rotation, I feel like they're going to go ahead and, and do it. And I think they could do it for Sepulchre Week because it's so yeah, fresh. Like it's it's the one we just, like it's the most recent raid tier. Right, nobody right, right. really wants to reprog it. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, I, I'm calling it by the time we are back in Castle Nathrie, we're getting another 15% nerf. All right. All right. We'll hold you to it. We'll, we'll talk in two weeks. We'll see. We'll see what they say. But yeah, that'll, I mean, I get the logic. I just, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I. It really comes down to what their goals are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if they, if they want everybody to, to clear as much as they can. So it'll be interesting though. Um, well, cool. I guess let's, uh, let's move slightly forward, um, and talk about, I guess the surprise patch we can call it. That's what I called it. But the, the nine, two, seven patch is actually dropping this week. So, yep. um, nine, two, seven is essentially the auction house patch, um, with really only auction house stuff inside of it or trading stuff. I think there's a, there's an update to trade chat. So quickly going over, um, what's coming in is the, um, auction house is now, uh, region wide. Uh, for commodities listings. So that's like gems, herbs, flasks, consumables, things like that are across the entire region. Um, so that means that like there's everybody in North America is going to pull from the same like herb listings. Uh, similarly, EU will be all the same. And then, you know, China uh, will have their their version of it. So that's coming this week. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit when it was announced Um, and the idea is this will greatly help like the smaller server populations, right? Um, you essentially get access to a much larger pool of resources, which hopefully should keep the cost down, which in turn will allow you to not have to transfer off. Um, things like armor and weapons will continue to be realm specific, but so this is just the commodities, but it's basically the the materials you need to create those items. Right. Right. Um, So for stuff like legendaries, um, this means that the legendary items themselves are not cross-region, but the materials to create them are cross-region. And with all of the nerfs to the actual difficulty of crafting them, like right now, it's actually fairly reasonable to craft your own legendaries from scratch. So just like, you know, go yeah. pick up Leatherworking, rank up to rank four, go buy the thing to upgrade that to rank six or seven or whatever it is from Zareth Mortis and make your own. Yeah. Um, it is not cost-efficient, but it is practical. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not spending all of your gold to do that. Um, it's uh it's not too bad. So I think, yeah, this is launching this week. I mean, I think it's a very good change just for the the game in general. I think it supports a little bit of the smaller servers. Um, larger servers probably will not see much of a difference, we'll say. Um, you already had a huge yeah. you know, swath of things. I think the only thing that's potentially hurts are like the auction house goblins, right? Who would corner yeah. and own a market on a specific server. Although but, I don't like not knowing much about the economy, I don't know how much 
I don't know how much that would be like a commodities based thing. Like a lot of times I feel like they cover more like the stuff you craft from the commodities. Right. Which won't, won't change. Well, some of them will like oh, flask uh, or, flasks and yeah. potions and things like that. So there, something that you could do that will no longer be possible is what is called a reset where like people would be listing things like a flask or a potion at below the price that you wanted to sell for but there weren't that that many of them. So you'd buy everything below that point and yep. re- relist them at the price that you wanted and reset the price to a higher value uh, and turn a profit like that, um, which in my opinion is scummy and I'm glad is no longer going to be possible. Um, <laughs> so no sympathy. I am glad <laughs> this is a good change. Um, removing the ability for people with lots of gold to further manipulate the economy in order to generate more gold is only a good thing. There is no downside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll, that'll be a good change. And then I think as, as Berthier and Chad said, this it's not a huge deal for, dra- or for, for the current um, expansion, but in Dragonflight, hopefully, yeah, those early week, you know, um, auction house prices stay somewhat lower. I think they'll still be high. Like they'll always be high, but yeah. not as astronomical as they typically are. And like as a player well, who does do, does zero gathering, it just yeah. helps my, my gold situation. Yeah. Well, the, it was so painful looking at the auction house prices at the beginning of Shadowlands on Terralian because it wasn't just legendaries that were like, like legendaries were inaccessible. Legendaries were just like not there. Yeah, you just couldn't. Um, but that really, we talked a lot about that. But you know, flask prices were like four times that of Illidan Area Fifty Two for the first couple of months of Shadowlands, and so this kind of normalization, um, you could probably take the bottom forty servers, and they have as much population as Area Fifty Two. Yeah. So like those servers are going to massively, massively, massively benefit from this. Yeah. No, yeah, it'll be, it's definitely a good change there. Um, and then, uh, and along with this, which is cool is they're bringing back the mobile auction house. So the wow companion app that's out there that lets you see like what world quests set up and things like that will also provide a way for you to access the auction house, which is something they took away a while ago. Um, but are, are bringing it back now with the whole mobile or with the, the global sort of commodities market. So um, you can still do the same things you did before. You can look at auctions. You can bid on things. You can buy out things. You can search for stuff. Um, you can even cancel your own auctions if you need to. So um, nice little nice little change. Surprising. I didn't think they announced this, but at least previous to the patch. But I think they um, have mentioned it in like a very recent post. Um, That was not part of the original auction house announcement, I don't think. The one thing that you won't be able to do is sell or relist items. So like if you cancel your own auction, you have to actually log into the game, get on your character and go post it. Um, So you can't do like undercutting stuff where you like cancel and relist for a lower price. Yeah, yeah. Which I think was the original issue because it it gave some players like an un quote-unquote unfair advantage which is just you, like you could you, you could bot that very easily yeah. with like an android emulator yeah um installing the the remote auction house on your on your emulator and then like just like you could do your cancel scans on there effectively yeah yeah that's true that's true 
So this is a nice little change. Uh, I will probably never use this because I don't think I care enough. But um, but yeah, no, it's a if you care about the auction house stuff, it's cool to do it. And then just the final thing is they've added a new trade chat called Trade Chat Services, where you should use this channel to advertise like raiding dungeons, PvP activities, any sort of those boosting things that you're like, hey, I will run you through, you know, 15s for gold. Um, yep. Which is will never be used. I don't think this channel like it'll I, be. I think it will be because I think people in regular trade chat will mass report anybody that advertises oh, sales in the regular trade chat because they aren't going to want to see it. I think they're going to get mass reported. And that's that's, that's the only reason. It's not because they actually are going to be like good actors and go to the appropriate channel. They're going to get just mass reported and silenced for doing it in the wrong channel. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I guess maybe we need the community to police themselves on this one, but I just, yeah. I feel like trade chat is still to this day like it's more more active than general chat chat in a lot of cities just because that's where everybody's either posting things yeah. or people are you know just being idiots doing um, thunder fury memes yeah thunder fury memes of course so yeah um no so we'll, we'll see but this is another services channel you can use for like your sort of boosting activities which it's not yeah which is what the yeah. that's for so one note about the deployment of this patch so we're getting extended maintenance on the weekly reset this time around. Extremely long. So what is 3 p.m. Pacific is what they said. Yeah, just... that is if you're on the East Coast, that's six o'clock. Yeah. So like the other Maybe. team in my guild starts right at eight. So if that maintenance gets extended, it's oh, going to run up right against their raid time. And I don't know when your raid is, but I assume it's a similar situation on Tuesday. Oh, it's eight o'clock too. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. Tuesday will be this like scrambling for the last hour to see if we like add-ons are bugged or anything's like needs to be like updated and stuff like that so yeah be fun. so i um it's gonna be pretty wild again because there was extended yeah. maintenance for faded the first time around there was also relatively long maintenance this past week for faded sanctum yeah mm -hmm. uh so we're like three weeks in of like fairly extensive maintenance on tuesdays um, although I think EU missed a lot of the extended maintenance, like they just had, they had maintenance, but not nearly as long, not yeah. extended, you know, they work out the issues while they're fixing in a, yeah, exactly. God. Um, exactly. but the other thing about this patch release auctions that are listed when the patch is going live are going to get canceled. Yep. Yeah. So just be prepared. If you have stuff up on the auction house, to log in and have about a million mail uh, with all oh, yeah, of your sure. items. I just posted everything for the week from like my uh, well, from my like table, the maximum so. the maximum list duration is like two days, right? I guess that would be Tuesday. Yeah, it would. It'll it'll run up into maintenance for sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a bunch of mail to log into. I guess uh, if stuff doesn't sell over the next two days, so um, yeah. Yeah, cool. No, that's. I mean, that's that's basically what this patch coming out is. Is is really just this auctional stuff. There's nothing. Um, at least I haven't seen anything posted, which we'll probably get it tomorrow if we do anything posted in terms of like hot fixes or anything like that coming yeah. into going into Tuesday. So, um, yeah. for now, it is. Uh, it it's just the auctional patch, which is probably one of the like. This just reminds me of like the selfie camera patch from like what okay. was that wad? Yeah, but. 
the selfie camera patch was a major patch remember oh that's true that's true it was you're right it was like a 0.5 okay fair enough fair enough slightly yeah we're going different, from like 9.2.5 to 9.2.7 that's like okay that's a small bump we're we're okay the other thing is this is way better than the selfie cam that's true that is this true. Is way way better than the selfie cam like the selfie cam is like the, or the twitter patch like okay i understand from an engineering perspective why that took some time but it, that was definitely not a major patch um sure the um and the like auction house stuff like that sounds like a huge huge task <laughs> that's true that is true yeah this is a it's a ton of engineering that sort of all, all goes into this so um yeah but we'll see i think it'll generally be good for the game so i'm excited for this uh for sure so um well cool well i guess sort of moving forward a little bit we've only talked about like faded and that's it i guess but um we got some class training this week. Nothing amongst, but the interesting thing is they destroyed Survival Hunters uh, four piece and basically bumped Again. a bunch of their single target damage. Yeah, it's another fifty or another I guess twenty percent uh, reduction yep. um, in terms of like it, it was seventy. Now it's it's reduced to fifty percent bonus damage. So um, another reduction in their set bonus damage. But this came with essentially similar twenty percent buffs to. A lot, all of their single target abilities like kill command service thing rapid strike mongoose bite um yep yeah i mean to be fair i don't know like i ran a couple of keys with survival hunters they still crushed aoe yeah. big pulls so like yeah i mean they continue to, to have that sort of i guess niche maybe they don't crush as hard but so um, the other yeah. change that came this week was destro locks getting another nerf to their aoe with ring of fire and immolation aura from their infertile yep um these are just the two outliers on aoe the funny thing is they target caps the or like they didn't cap it but you know the fall off damage they start splitting damage from the survival hunter force or bombs at eight yep. targets now right how many dungeons do you pull more than eight targets right now none i mean maybe you can talk about like lower cara like the groups of mobs but i don't think yeah we generally don't pull more than two of those um, yeah that's like the and and I guess maybe junkyard. It's like junkyard it's and gambit. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Murlocs, murloc packs, and gambit, and then junkyard. Only the one side, like heading to like the the yeah the guy who does the smash with the electro things. Yeah, the trog end of things. The yeah. trog, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, you're right. Yeah, so it doesn't. Yeah, I guess it. They still king. They're still kings of 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 AOE for sure. I do think it is really funny going back to the Legion dungeons, which are remembered for like huge pulls and like kiting yeah. and all this stuff. And we go back to these Legion dungeons and we're pulling like a pack at a time. Yeah. Like I know there are people pushing hierarchies. So they're definitely doing more than that, but for, for regular gamers. Oh yeah. It's like a pack at a time. Um, and it, and even then, it's like sketchy as hell. Like certain packs, like particularly like the Karazhan dungeons. Whew. Yeah, yeah. There's like parts of like bef- the area before Maiden the Virtue in Lower Kara. Um, yeah, we are doing hallway. like we're doing like you could do like two packs at a time, but if you get three, uh, the like mind control charm enemies will ruin your day. Yeah. And that one also suffers from the fact that there are rugs in the middle of it. And so oh, it, yeah. it hides ground effects, which is 
just a great thing to like get a sleep yeah. circle just charge across on you when you think you're safe so yeah, yeah. uh they did that's another one of the hot fixes from this week um they increased they quote increase the visibility of the sleep cloud um and what they did is it is now it was like a, a narrow like a, a relatively just like a little cloud on the floor right now there's a slightly higher cloud on the floor so it shows up above the rugs yeah yeah sanguine a, though still hidden yeah it's uh it, it's definitely interesting like the the older dungeons um some of the things you see and the fact that they are so so difficult but i guess yeah in terms of the the older dungeons if we talk about some of the hot fixes that came in for those um you know all basically Grimrail, iron docks and lower cara and even upper cara um you got a, a ton of just individual hot fixes to either bosses which is generally there's a bunch of damage reduction across the board. Basically, every one of these right. is a reduction in the amount of damage these things do. Um, the interesting one that um, I thought was out of all of them was actually the the lower cara one around the philanthropist no longer is casting throw coin. Okay, yeah. Which is such an interesting ability to take off because like it's not that hard to deal with, and so no, 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 no. you're thinking of the pennies from heaven. Oh, is this a different thing? This is a different thing. So they did a cast on the tank. Oh. Where they they throw a coin. Um, it's a magic hit that can't be blocked, can't be parried, can't be dodged. Gotcha. Okay, so they reduced. Okay, so I because we I haven't actually pulled that though. Oh, I, yeah, I guess we have pulled those mobs, but I don't remember them casting it. Huh. It's not okay, so I'm it doesn't have a idiot. cast time. It's just like they just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't remember they do the pennies from heaven thing. That's the thing I couldn't remember. So oh, I thought yeah. they were the they same ability. They still do that. Um, yeah. If you, they, they don't cast it immediately. So it's like if you kill them quickly enough, they just don't cast it. Or if you have people yeah. throwing out stuns and, Tons, yeah. and stuff, it doesn't it doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, there's another ability similar to this. And I believe Iron Docks is just called Throw. And yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, it's very, very similar to this. That didn't it, it got missed. It deals physical damage, the one in Iron Docks, but it's the same kind of like, you know, not block, not parry, stagger is mag magic damage, even though it's a physical damage hit. Gotcha. Um, so this was removed because it was effectively not mitigable by modern tanks. Um, in Legion, if you recall, Brewmasters had much higher magic stagger. Mark of Ursul existed for the first half of the expansion. Bears really don't have any other issues with it um blood decays are actually still fine with it but then like protection warrior just like has nothing it goes straight to their health pool uh yeah. protection paladin again effectively nothing yeah okay well then these are i guess they're, they're good in terms of the tank damage because like there are a couple of pulls even still in lower cara that like the the stuff around attunement i feel like just crushes tanks um like that that trash so but yeah. no a, a ton of a ton of hot fixes to dungeons just across the board um yeah i think but, one of the other ones that is pretty significantly impactful there's some nerfs to morose also in lower cara uh, specifically yeah. the bleed this used to be a permanent bleed it is now a one minute duration and the way that this bleed works or the the application of this bleed works is that morose basically teleports to somebody puts the bleed on them and moves on with his life except he always targets the person with the least stacks of the bleed 
Um, if there's ties, there's some rules around figuring out who it targets. It's usually the healer first, yada, yada, yada. But beyond just like making it so this doesn't stack permanently if you do things to manage it, mm-hmm. what it also means is that one person having the ability to remove the bleed with like a Kyrian file or the dwarf racial or a, uh, an immunity um, now effectively caps the number of stacks that the group will get. Because True. Yeah. now they'll remove their stacks and Morose is going to spend the next time reapplying it to them and the rest of the group won't have their stacks refreshed and will get it to drop off that's true i didn't think about it that way yeah yeah that morose fight is still like healing it even at a 15 it's still level intense like yeah like i will i don't think i've like the three or four times we've done it i don't think i've left that fight with more like with any mana like at all like it's just it's it's extremely long and like the 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 dot hits really hard and and the I think yeah. the problem is is it it hits healers first like yes. I think in every pull I've been the first targeted with the bleed so it's always on me which is just yeah yeah just annoying. leech just leech enough yeah just okay okay but just okay. leech okay um, yourself you're a paladin right <laughs> no that's terrible class does zero healing anyway um so yeah um. So yeah, so ton, tons of like of of uh, of dungeon hot fixes, um, which I think we'll we'll continue to see probably more of these as sort of the the season goes on a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, they also I guess also in terms of hot fixes, they buffed a bunch of items that I don't think are actually still going to be good. But um, the junkyard items, um, the various items in junkyard, like the staff that you take damage to get an int buff and um i think there's leather wrists that do like a are an on use that do damage those um, are actually good in single target now okay they're better now master they're they're actually okay. worth using gotcha um but in any event they buffed a bunch of items uh in terms of and some pretty substantial buffs we'll say like some are like 100 percent. the shock coil staff is 473 percent stronger yeah. um but um I, at least for healers none of these items are really going to be or well, Mistweaver in specific, aren't really going to be items that changes the way you've been gearing. Um, a lot of them are more like DPS focused. And to be fair, that shot coil staff is just still bad. So it suffers There's, from the fact that it's all, all of its stats are reduced just so that you get the, the proc. So Right. It is... Um, I know of one class that it's good for, or one spec even that it's good for, and that is Arcane Mage. Gotcha. Because the 45 second cooldown lines up with your rate of power windows. So you do your, your you know, the way Arcane works is you have a really big burst where you stack all of your cooldowns and this just gives you one more to stack there. You do all of your damage during that window and then effectively nothing until your next one. And your next one is a mini window 45 seconds later and you just do it again. So the cooldown from this just exactly lines up with that. Nice. Okay. But I know nobody else that would even use this because just like having effectively no stats on your weapon for most of the fight is really not optimal. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so a bunch of just item updates, you know, double check to see if they're good for you now, but yeah, I don't, other than that one, I don't, I don't think most of them are, are sort of, Oh God, I have now or best in slot across the board. Yeah. I have the ring of collapsing futures. I got it fairly early on. This is actually the second buff to its damage. 
the first one oh, also really? buffed it by about a hundred percent. Interesting. Um, and it's really not very good. It's like forty DPS, which in terms of items is actually relatively significant for a ring as just like free value. Uh huh. But it is so. If you're not familiar with it, you read the tooltip and you don't realize that this happens. But when you use it, you get a debuff that lasts thirty seconds. That says. <laughs> You know, it basically reads you, your ring has a chance to go on a five minute cooldown that stacks. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So there's this like micromanagement that you have to do to not put your ring on a five minute cooldown. And the, the DPS you get from it is really not worth <laughs> that. Gotcha. Really, really not. So like. I had macroed it into Rune of Power for me because that's a 45 second cooldown. It's the closest I could get. Somebody uh, mathed it out and it works out for like Fire Mage. One of the the highest expected value option is basically putting it on Phoenix Flames and you just put it on Phoenix Flames and you forget about it. Just gotcha. macro it into the ability. And if it goes on cooldown, it sucks to be you, but it was not a significant factor in your damage either way. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. I, yeah, I forgot about that ring. Um, yeah, no, there, there, the, there's some, int- there's definitely some interesting loot that's available. It's just like it, it's just not great, right? Like, yeah. other than some maybe like one or two pieces that are good for like a specific scenario, there's nothing that's like, oh man, they're amazing. Um, I guess yeah. the Mechagon rings fall into that, like at least for for right. certain classes. But in terms of like the fun on use items, yeah, there's not. Not many of them so yeah i mean like the even the mechagon bracers for mages which were like huge in bfa right oh yeah are significantly uh less powerful this expansion just due to make changes to the class new legendaries new covenant stuff it's just significantly lower value compared to last expansion it's like a 1.5 percent dps upgrade in single target to put them on gotcha but nothing um, you're gonna like spend yeah. your days in workshop for yeah i mean you're already going to spend your days in workshop chasing that ring like i it's true i have one just from helping other people try and get their rings right yeah i also got the other staff the 45 second one so i i'm like kitted out in all the workshop gear nice. i'm not wearing either the bracers or the staff right now but i have it if i yeah. wanted it if you wanted to go that route that's funny nice nice um well cool um i guess continue on our fun hotfix bonanza um just two final ones then we can i think we can start talking about the monk stuff but um they did uh blizzard did go back and do a bunch of adjustments to when certain faded powers are spawning um and so to better align with when you'd most use them um sludge fist is an interesting one i don't know if you we didn't do sludge fist on mythic that week but i was hearing that basically the the faded fix was spawning after pillars um, which is always fun. Yeah. Um, the the first one spawned before the other one spawned after. Yeah. Or so they, they they yeah they adjusted that and then they did uh, adjust a couple of like the Sylvanas and Guardian Guardian now I think cast it more than once which is nice. Um, that was the timing that they adjusted there. They basically said instead of only casting once, maybe you should cast more than once. Um, that's there. Um, but yeah, they did go through that and then the the biggest I think of final hot fixes they actually increased the drop rate of cosmic flux by 100 percent in all content that drops it so in raids pvp and uh mythic plus um which is i which is massive i'll say um just in terms of like now 
if you play your main, like we killed what boss did we kill right at the end there? I think it was like Sylvanas Heroic. Heroic dropped one thousand two hundred and fifty oh, cosmic say. flux. Yeah, like twelve hundred, which is a massive amount. Um, and it just makes half it a, so that's sorry. half a legendary right there. One boss, half a legendary. Yeah, it's huge. And the fact that now you can send cosmic flux to your alts, it's like it's just a nice quality of life thing where like now you don't have to care about cosmic flux. You play your main and then your yeah. alt, you know, gets can be fed a bunch of power. Um right. and even to be fair, like your alt can do normal stuff and not, you know, have to like farm up Zareth Mortis and do right, you know, stuff you're not finding fun. So it's it's also um I guess I said it was half a legendary, but really if you think about the soul ash and soul centers that you still need for a max rank legendary. You can get both of those for 3,000 Cosmic Flux. So you can think about the Legendary really costing like 5,500 Cosmic Flux. Yeah. So this just means it's like really easy to be able to just like throw Flux it at getting a new Max Rank Legendary, not worrying about doing Torghast, even though you can go and do like a high floor of Torghast and get all of the Soul Cinders and Soul Ash that you need for, for a Legendary and like one clear. Yeah. Um, this is just easier. It also yeah. means you're going to be able to catalyze more pieces because I know that was an issue that I ran into. I got a new piece that dropped. I had like 1,700 Cosmic Flux while I needed oh, 2,000 yeah. to use the catalyst. So I had yeah. to do a couple more keys. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So no, this is uh, it's a, it's definitely a good change, I think. Um, yeah, because I'm up, I think I was down to probably, you know, three, 4,000 Cosmic Flux. And then we did Heroic and I'm at like, yeah, like 9K or something ridiculous. So yeah um plus some keys so yeah it's uh it's a good it's a good change we'll say yep i'm um, happy about that well cool i mean i think we've covered everything that's coming up we got long maintenance on tuesday auction house patch a bunch of hot fixes and stuff um i guess now we can maybe talk a little bit about uh some alpha news um and maybe some foreshadowing to when we'll finally see the monk tree um wasn't that fun. supposed to be this week so okay, original original predictions was this week from me. I was off by it looks if everything's you know, if everything's right off a week, which is not bad, you know, it puts us in the mood, uh, puts us in sort of in the in the region for it. So no, yeah, um, you know, Monk Tree this week. I had of course predicted it a while ago to be this week, didn't hit it. Um, but but we did data mine a bunch of new spells on Dragonflight Alpha. For the monk, which again, this has always occurred generally the week before a class gets their talent to release. So we, we see that, mm-hmm. that early build have a bunch of monk stuff in it. Um, and it's interesting. I mean, I'll talk about maybe the Mistweaver stuff real quick because it's it's pretty bland, we'll say. Um, if you I don't know if there's anything interesting about the 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 brewmaster stuff, which is the other main we'll, one. We'll but, talk about some of the brewmaster stuff, yeah. Yeah, so Mistweaver essentially got all of their legendaries. Um, well, most of the legendaries from this expansion, along with um, a couple of conduits, um, sort of added in or data mine. Now, the interesting thing about this, which I think a lot of people are sort of like, oh, all of our talents just going to be legendaries. And I think probably is one answer to that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the other answer could also be that, like, they're just pulling spells into Dragonflight. Like, the designers are just pulling spells into Dragonflight to test things, right? To basically right. build something in the build. See if it makes sense, you know, throwing things in and out. So, you know, if if you're expecting like ancient teachers of the monastery to be uh, a node in the talent tree, I mean, there's probably a, still a pretty good, pretty good chance it'll be there. But um, but the fear doesn't have to be. So these aren't sort of locked in. 
but like ancient teachings is there clouded focus is there tier of mourning is there um yulon's whisper you know and then a, a bunch of the um bunch of the um of the the condo it's like you know jade bond nourishing chi um resplendent mist which is just well um so yeah so that's sort of the mystery stuff not that exciting we'll say um until we see the tree how it's laid out i mean that'll be sort of the real exciting part of it but um but yeah it looks like you know i think like every other class we're just going to see a lot of um a lot of your legendaries powers right coming forward so so i have a question yeah if your talent tree is just a whole bunch of legendaries yeah is that a bad thing no I think, no, I mean, I, I don't like, I feel like people, I don't think it'll be a terrible thing. Um, I think, I think the ultimate thing will be how it's laid out, right? Yeah. It's like, how hard is it to get the specific sort of talents that you want and what do you have to sacrifice to get there? Which is sort of always the game, it's just the game these talent trees sort of play, right? It's, you know, yeah. you'll have your, it seems like based on some of the other trees, you know, you have your three to four capstones, right? And then, so it's like, which of, and generally speaking, you can get two of those. So which of the two do you want? And then how do you get there are sort of like the the idea. Um and yeah, I mean we'll we'll see how it how it plays out um in terms of the initial release and then then feedback from there. So I mean I think you expect to see like Asian teachings, you know, expect to see like tier of mourning like on the tree and particularly maybe right. at the capstone level. Um, but it'll be it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they handle sort of some of where they place other abilities and maybe new abilities, right? Like, I think that's the one thing that, you know, there can still be, you know, new abilities that aren't data mined that sort of are in that not yet implemented state. We're just sort of waiting for them to, to finish off the implementation side of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not excited or not excited or down or up on it. It's just cool. They're pulling in legendary abilities, which makes sense because, you know, to be fair in terms of like what they could bring back, they really only have to legion at you know, based on the current design. So it's like right. anything before Legion requires probably a larger lift and shift than just going back to Legion and sort of pulling in some interesting stuff from Legion and then some of the stuff from, from of course, Shadowlands, right? So And it's also worth noting that it they did mention, I don't remember which of the interviews this was mentioned, but it has been mentioned that they're not looking to do major spec redesigns going to Dragonflight right. for most specs. I think there's a couple that are getting more and a couple that are actually kind of getting more just by virtue of the way the talent trees work. Like one of the demonology warlock things is that two of the effects that they currently stack in order to do the crazy things that they do are now capstones. And so they have to make hard choices about what they take. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how the, how the misweaver tree lays out, but I mean, I don't have any sort of, Thought, thoughts beyond it's cool that they're copy and pasted a bunch of information into Dragonflight Alpha now, which means we're closer to actually seeing the trees than not. So, yeah. So for um, for Brewmaster, we've already seen some data mining, so some of this is a repeat. Um, some of this is a repeat, but we're going to go through it anyway uh, because there is also new stuff in here. So first off, I'm going to briefly mention both the Bone Dust Brew and uh, uh bonus brew legendary and conduit have shown up this is like maybe across specs we don't know it's it got updated probably showing up on one or more of the trees somewhere we do know that sometimes they put like covenant abilities on 
only one spec that happened uh-huh. with uh, Blessing of Summer for Holy Paladins, which everybody is certainly really excited is coming back because that Heck, was a fun yeah. ability and not at all very frustrating to actually try and use. Pray. <laughs> at least I won't have to deal with it because tanks don't get it. And I'm definitely not playing healer. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I hate that ability. <laughs> Sorry, a little bit of a tangent. But have have you ever tried to use that spell? No. No, I'm 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 not Night Fae on any character ever. So that spell. So it's a three minute cooldown, right? Yeah. Pretty pretty easy in theory. You push the button every three minutes. Bam. Done how what could go wrong yeah it's easy except that it's not a three minute cooldown it's four 45 second cooldowns <laughs> in sequence that's fun so what happens is you have one of them that you actually care about using uh-huh. and you have to pick which one you actually care about because the other three doesn't matter who you put them on they're getting screwed they're not getting the full value of it because they don't get to pick when they actually get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you pick the one that you care about and you ignore everybody else just to like mash your thing on cooldown to get it back for when they want it. That's so like so if you're fun. if you're prioritizing summer, you like it, obviously you want to put like the others on people that they're good on, but it's better to just like throw it on yourself and forget <laughs> about it just so you get summer back than That's it so is funny. to actually think about the other buffs and accidentally delay your summer to the point that you know it's now desynced from somebody's three minute cooldown because that was the thing that would happen like if there's fight downtime yeah, yeah. like you would still like it didn't matter if there was fight downtime and you couldn't hit the boss you would put blessing of autumn on somebody just to get blessing of summer back in time to put it back on your boomkin that's so funny that's so like funny. it doesn't matter that you're literally throwing it away your summer stops recharging unless you cast autumn and therefore you have to cast autumn in order to get summer back immediately right yeah so yeah, yeah. the abilities ability is really really annoying to use and i am like shocked that they brought it back I, yeah. I i have not met a single person that was like yeah summer is really fun and cool at least like power infusion isn't annoying to use yeah that's true yeah yeah, that sounds that sounds awful. Anyway, back to the monk stuff. <laughs> Enough about paladin things. Um, uh, the other thing that we have that shows up that is like a this is just a monk ability blackout kick. There is this fluidity of motion talent now or spell. We don't know that it's a talent, but it's probably a talent given the name. It's not like a new rank of blackout kick. Right. Uh, blackout kicks cooldown is reduced by one second and its damage is it also reduced not increased reduced by 10 percent um this is still a net damage gain if you always cast blackout kick on cooldown because now you're casting it 25 percent more often but it only does 10 percent reduced damage so it's like a 15 ish percent damage gain uh-huh. um but what this actually does and we're going to come back to this uh, in a second is this makes it work way better with blackout combo. Right. That's what I heard. Is that the, the timings line up much, much nicer. Yes. Um, um, so we're also getting back, those of you that played Legion will remember the Bracer legendary. Um, each time you dodge or an enemy misses you, the remaining cooldown of your bruise is reduced by half a second. 
this thing is just absolutely great in keys this thing is so good in keys you pull a pack and you're just like everything's you're dodging everything all the time it's just huge cooldown reduction it's amazing very happy to see it uh that's gonna be a lot of fun um blackout combo changes blackout combo has needed a lot of love since it got gutted at the end of legion or like in the in the bfa pre-patch um so a couple things first off this is a direct beneficiary of the talent that reduces the cooldown of blackout kick because you're going to get more combos, but also because it's going to make the cooldowns of all your abilities line up. The way we played this in Legion was you effectively had your um, keg smash effectively on a, a seven second cooldown. Um, it might be like 6.5 or whatever, but it didn't matter. You're pushing it at the seventh GCD. And then you would do two blackout combo sets in between. You would go blackout kick, tiger palm, something else. Blackout kick, tiger palm, something else. Or blackout kick, tiger palm, keg smash. So it's the sixth second. Uh, yeah. And then repeat. And um, that only works with the, four, the three second cooldown on blackout kick. With a four second cooldown, it just all breaks. Um, so... For Blackout Combo, it's got a number of changes on the other effects. The Tiger Palm effect is still just a damage increase to Tiger Palm. But the other ones are all different now. Uh, Breath of Fire increases the damage of the dot by 50% and the damage reduction by 5%, taking it from a 5% damage reduction to a 10% damage reduction. Keg Smash uh, is still actually the same, I think. Yeah, it's just increased brew cooldown reduction. Um... Celestial Brew, a whole new effect. This one is actually really neat. Um, when you empower Celestial Brew, it basically gives you three additional stacks of Purified Chi, which is like having an extra like red stagger Purified before you hit Celestial Brew. Um, nice. So that's actually really interesting because it means you can press Celestial Brew and it, have it be a bigger shield, even if you didn't Purify damage beforehand. Which is sometimes a problem, like sometimes damage is front-loaded and you haven't had a chance to build up purified chi stacks. Um, on longer fights, you can like carry your stacks forward by refreshing them constantly by just throwing away purifying brews. Like you press it with like five damage staggered just to yeah. maintain your chi stacks. Um, this gives you a way to to do that without having to maintain your chi stacks when you're not actually tanking. Uh-huh. And then stagger pausing got moved from Celestial Brew, where it was useless and bad, to Purifying Brew, which actually makes it significantly better. I don't know that it will ever actually see use again. This is a very neat and niche ability that has been used exactly once in the entire history of Brewmaster on Mythic Kill Jaden, and never again. But it's there. But it's there, and it's actually usable now. The thing that made pausing stagger strong is that you could do it repeatedly. You could go, uh, you could pause it. I mean, in theory, if you had infinite haste, you could just pause stagger forever because it's a three second stagger pause with a three second cooldown on blackout kick. It, with Celestial Brew, you couldn't do that because the, the cooldown on Celestial Brew is 45 seconds. You're like, you can't. You can't. Plus, you have the shield, so why would you? Um, with Purifying Brew, it's a lot more interesting because even right now, our effective cooldown on Purifying Brew is around six seconds. So you could actually do this like back to back. You could probably do this three times in a row right now. Um, 
with the blackout kick talent to reduce the cooldown. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. This is very interesting. It could herald the return of actual blackout combo rotations, which would be very exciting. Nice. Uh, and then there's a bunch of effects. I'm going to speed run a couple of these. Um, elusive footwork and dragonfire brew, uh, and staggering strikes are all just previous artifact or azurite traits. Dragonfire brew is just the one that when you use F- breath of fire, it breathes fire twice uh, afterwards and increases your breath of fire duration. Nothing special about it. It just is a little yeah. bit of extra free damage. Elusive footwork um, is a little bit of extra damage on blackout strike or blackout kick now, but importantly crits on blackout kick give an extra stack of uh, our mastery. So we dodge more uh, and then staggering strikes is just when you blackout kick your stagger, you like remove a little bit of stagger, no- nothing okay. too spectacular, but those are all just like reasonably solid throughput traits from previous expansions. Very similar to some of the stuff that missed. We forgot. Right. Yeah. Very nice. Um, the big exciting one, like, okay, chart passions, if, if you're looking at the <laughs> the video, uh, chart passions is, is coming back. It's literally identical, no changes. So if you know what it does in Shadowlands, you know what it does in Dragonflight. Immediately below it, Counter-Strike. Each time you dodge or an enemy misses you, your next Tiger Palm or Spinning Crane Kick deals 100% increased damage. We've seen this one before. It didn't used to say Spinning Crane Kick, I don't think. Um, also the number on how much damage it increased was not set so we didn't know how much doubling the damage of tiger palm fits right in with doing things with the blackout combo rotation blackout combo died because we lost face palm in addition to nerfs to the talent itself we lost the other effects that were buffing tiger palm damage and so it all just kind of fell apart this is yeah. reintroducing some of it, um, giving us more things that are buffing Tiger Palm damage. But the other thing this does is actually very neat. Spinning Crane Kick damage increase. The way that Charred Passions works is it copies the damage that your ability does. So if Spinning Crane Kick is doing double damage, it's going to then do... Oh, yeah. Charred Passions is going to do double damage. And so that's like quad damage, and that's pretty neat. Um... And then a the couple other ones. I think we've seen these before. Walk with the Ox. I feel like we, we saw that before. This is just an existing yeah. conduit. It buffs stomp damage from Invoke Miazel, but the big thing for us is it reduces the cooldown when you uh, gain shuffle from any ability. With, of course, the interaction that when you use Spinning Crane Kick, you gain shuffle four times, and as a result, gain four times the cooldown reduction. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other main one, uh, the Zen Meditation Hat from Legion, aka Fundamental Observation, reduces the cooldown on Zen Med and um, allows you to get hit by melee attacks while in Zen Med and not have it cancel. We currently can move while channeling Zen Med. That used to be one of the functions of the hat. It's now just baseline. It's gotcha. still in the text of the ability, but we will see whether it's baseline or not once we actually get talent trees. Yeah, as it comes out, yeah. Nice. I, I didn't realize the 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 spinning crane kick, some of the damage modifiers you guys can get, which is which is interesting. Um, yeah. If you're starting to combine some of those, if they are talents, right? Um, right. Nice, nice. 
I mean, any, I guess what would be like any sort of thoughts on what you've seen? Like, I know you sort of described it a little bit, but I mean, in terms of like what you could see as like either capstones or like how the potential trees tree lays out, any sort of idea um, there? So I could see, I don't think Shard Passions will be a capstone. Um, yeah. It's it's engaging and it's impactful, but it's not like capstone tier. Like looking at what Protection Paladin got for, for capstones, right? It's like right. Divine Toll, Eye of Tear. I don't remember the third one, but there's a third one. Yeah. Um, Charge Passions just isn't that level. Blackout Combo could be. Okay. Blackout combo, very popular rotation defining ability, like super, super good when it's actually good. If they make it a capstone, it has to be good. Yeah. Like that's just like if they are going to make it a capstone, the capstone needs to be good. So then blackout combo by definition has to be good somewhere. Yeah. So maybe, maybe not. Like if they don't want it to be something that is necessarily always good. I don't know. <laughs> but one of the big things I'm seeing here is um laying the foundations for blackout combo to actually be good again. Like blackout combo in Legion was good basically through dumb luck none of the reasons that it was good are reasons that they designed it to be good um you only ever like outside of again kill Jaden, you only ever buffed your tiger palm with your blackout combo never anything else so anything else was a mistake you were doing it wrong if you buffed something else um right now you're doing it wrong if you take the talent at all gotcha (laughs) but like the reason it was good is the three second cooldown interacted really nicely it gave you a, a very clean rotation literal rotation like most classes have a priority list with yeah. blackout combo it was actually a rotation it was blackout combo tiger palm or blackout kick tiger palm keg smash blackout kick tiger palm empty gcd or it was like either breath of fire or empty gcd depending on uh, yeah. if you were the chest you could breath of fire every one but you didn't need to so you just have an empty gcd there very very like strict rotation and it was good because of that and because of facepalm facepalm just like had a chance like a 70 percent chance by the end of the expansion to make your tiger palm do 400 percent damage i believe right yeah it was ridiculously high so then you could actually get really big tiger palm value by again then tripling it with blackout combo that was one of the nerfs of the blackout combo talent is it went from plus 200% to plus 100%. So from gotcha. tripling it to doubling it. So you went from being able to get 1,200% damage on Tiger Palm to getting plus 100% damage on Tiger <laughs> Palm as soon as BFA hit, and it was awful. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I guess I, I guess the, the big thing coming out of this is that, I mean, it, hopefully we then see Monk Trees. I mean, it's really only Monk and Demon Hunter left. And yeah. I know a lot of the rumblings will say behind the scenes I'm hearing is Demon Hunter is having a little bit of a struggle uh, in in fleshing out their trees. Shocker. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, well, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's Monk Week. I'm not making any predictions. I already made mine. We missed it, but yeah. I think it's looking pretty good that we'll see, we'll see, um, yeah, we'll see monks this week. At least I mean, some monk tree. Whether it, yeah. they they take the Paladin case and we get two of the three specs. This week, I think we'll see some sort of a monk tree this yeah. week, though. I will say the the one thing I can say with 100% confidence right now, if that Anvil and Save, if the Legion Bracers stays as a talent, 
that from the dating mining right now is the single most impactful talent that we've seen. Gotcha. Those things are insanely good in keys. Awesome. I mean, hope, hopefully it's, hopefully they, uh, they drop those in there. So, um, well, cool. And I know we're, we're almost at time, but there was only one other topic I wanted to cover. Well, really one and a half, we'll say, but what my final topic or the final topic here is just, we did along with this data mining of a bunch of monk spells and other spells they, we did see data mining of covenant abilities for invokers, um, which is just interesting. And the, yeah. the one thing I wanted to to ask you about is like with, so, so basically what it is, it's a very generic, like you get health and it increases versatility for 12 seconds. And then the passive is like, you get increased. It's like 4% damage and healing increase. Right. So extremely yeah. boring. It's like a two minute quota that does more damage. Okay. So the headline does this, like <laughs> the headline is clearly clickbait. It's just, right. I, I know a bunch of people didn't read past the headline because this showed up in Guild. People were talking about it like, oh man, why are they going out of their way to design covenant abilities, plural, for evokers? When you go and look at it, and it's a versatility trinket. Yeah. It's just a versatility trinket. Yeah, and it's only the like, yeah, it's only the, the use everywhere ability, right? But the in, the only thing I had was it would be interesting if this now becomes, while they say invoker, if they extend this to every class, or sorry, every, oh, yeah. every class. And the reason being yeah. is that most classes are getting covenant abilities in their talent trees, right? right? So like the idea would end up being that this is now just the to continue on and not get into that weird situation where you have like weapons of order plus like double weapons of order from the talent tree. And what does the game do with that? Right. You know what I mean? Um, if weapons of order is in our talent tree, but this is an example. Um, this may be just, while it says invoker today, may end up being the... Um, I hadn't thought about that. The That's covenant it. ability for every class, right? As yeah. sort of just to keep that content, you know, somewhat of a, or, or so they don't have to like redesign everything or, or mess with like weird overlaps where yeah. it's better I mean, to stay at a lower level to do more damage because you have talents plus covenant ability. I don't know, some weird stuff. You may also like, so in the transition from Legion to BFA, they turned off all the Legion stuff. Right. No surprises that happened. In the transition to BFA, to Shadowlands, they didn't turn off all the BFA stuff, but you had to wear the Azerite neck in right. order to use it. And they did ultimately end up turning it off in Shadowlands content. Like the neck didn't work in Shadowlands zones. Yep. Um, well, mostly. But it, it led to a lot of bugs. We had uh, an issue for the first like three months or more of the expansion where it was possible to just have all absorbs disabled on your character because right. you had taken a specific Azerite trait in BFA and it was broken. And you literally I forgot like, about that. Yeah. You could push celestial brew and then get, get killed by damage without absorbing a single, you know, a single point of damage with celestial brew. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. so it, there were a bunch of bugs there. So I would actually kind of rather them just be like, okay, you know, 10.0 lands, all your covenant abilities are either gone or in the talent trees and in their place while you're in the Shadowlands zones, you have this generic versatility trinket effect. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which is where I thought they were going with this because it's just like, you know, easily, it's an easy thing to like just sort of clear it. Every class can make use of versatility. Not your best app, but you get something from it. So this also... Um, lines up with if you remember what they did to legendaries that no longer functioned because of class changes post uh post legion 
those all just became like flat damage increases. Right. Yeah. So like the unity change, Boon of the Covenants passively increases your damage and healing by an additional five percent. Yeah, just a flat yeah. Yeah. Flat damage. So I mean that's that's sort of my thinking here. I know it's just says invokers today, which makes sense to give them something if they have to go back, but right. Um yeah, I don't I, I think ultimately this may be something they roll out to everybody. So um so cool, and I know we're we're at time, but the 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 last point five thing I said is I think we're gonna try and bring back lore corner um if we can continue to have time and so like the idea ends up being is that you get to basically hear lore from me from my perspective um so we'll we'll basically do i'm putting together like a little bit of a a high level plan of how i want to go through this but Uh um yeah eventually we will get to lore by a nom i guess we'll call it the lore corner but it's it's lore by a nom um through dragonflight um and we'll try and keep it light and maybe not super spoilery because i'll to be fair be sort of behind anyway but um but yeah you get alpha right you get alpha next week with the monk talents so i so to be i have alpha (gasps) i got it like two weeks ago three weeks ago actually (laughs) um but uh but no the biggest problem now is that the zones are all disjointed so like i don't i get confused pretty easily when it comes to story yeah like three weeks ago we had the opening zone so you missed it yeah exactly so i missed the opening zone and then like the the first zone i jumped into felt like it was like a later zone so yeah we'll we'll do actual dragon flight the expansion lore probably a little bit later but what i wanted to start with was more like a little bit of dragon lore just in general so like where they come from what they are why we're going to dragon flight we'll say and then once we get more maybe a little bit maybe it's beta and we can do everything in order we're not doing this like disjointed sort of focus testing um we'll start we'll start lore corner back up not every week, right. but uh, we'll be sure to maybe make a post about what weeks we'll hit Lore Corner and and sort of you get to hear me recount how the story goes, how I think the story goes. Yes. <laughs> so, Always fun. Always yeah, fun. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, well, yeah. cool. I think that's everything for this week, unless you had anything. I think that is it. Um, yeah. I think that is it. I get to go back tonight and do more Kel'Thuzad pulls. Oh, that'll be fun. And then you get to like crush lower, lower mythic, which which yeah. is always a good time. So I get to I get to rediscover which one is actually my least favorite Sanctum boss: Kel'Thuzad, Eye of the Jailer, or Fate Scribe. <laughs> eh, it's probably KT. <laughs> it's probably KT. But that is going to be it for our show today. Thank you all for watching and or listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to support it and the other work that we do over on the Peak of Serenity, you can do that by going over to our Patreon and supporting us there, patreon.com slash peakofserenity. And of course, patrons or not, come join the Discord. The lounges are great. When the actual Monk Talent Trees come out, they will be the best place to get information about them, chat about builds, just like shoot the shit and have a good time. Uh, but that is going to be it for our show today. Thank you all for watching and or listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.